Hello, this is George Kurtz inviting you to spend some time here in the living room where we can enjoy topics of movies, sports, television, and other things that bring back memories highlighting wonderful years of our lives and, of course, music. So come on in, get comfortable, and we'll start with a heavy cup of dark roast and our imaginations. Let's flip the calendar to 1956 this time and take our seats in the theater with the popcorn and the soda and the excitement of viewing great movies like The Ten Commandments, Cecil B. DeMille's nearly $123 million blockbuster starring Charlton Heston, Yul Brenner, and Baxter, and Edward G. Robinson, telling of the birth and historic path of Moses and his delivery of the blessed tablets to all. Trouble ensues, and his journey is seriously challenged, an epic to behold. George Stevens' grand artwork, also shown brightly on movie screens as his giant of a movie, featured Rock Hudson, Elizabeth Taylor, and James Dean in his iconic and final role as Jet Rink, a ranch hand who strikes it rich, literally. Sadly, he never got the opportunity to see the results of his work as he died in a car crash on September 30, 1955, in the midst of filming, and the film's posthumous release the following year brought him a nomination for Best Actor, while Mr. Stevens won the Oscar for Best Director. Also, David Niven, Shirley MacLaine, and Kantin Flas embarked on their cinematic journey around the world in 80 days, complete with a prologue from Edward R. Murrow. Drama, comedy, and musicals all gave a cornucopia of entertainment to audiences in 1956. The melodic portion of the movies wafted into the theaters with The King and I, starring Yul Brenner and Deborah Carr, who enchanted us with Hello Young Lovers and Getting to Know You. The 1956 sports section featured the New York Yankees beating the Brooklyn Dodgers four games to three, and Don Larson won the MVP. Later in the year, Cincinnati's Frank Robinson won the National League Rookie of the Year, while Louis Aparicio took the AL Rookie of the Year honors. On the hardwood, the Philadelphia Warriors beat the Fort Wayne Pistons four games to one, and the New York Giants beat Chicago's Bears 47-7 for the championship. In 1956, boxing great Rocky Marciano retired as the world heavyweight champ with an impressive 49-0 record. Later in the year, Floyd Patterson beat Archie Moore for the title. In golf, Jack Burke Jr. won the PGA and Masters Championships, and on the ice, Montreal skated past Detroit four games to one for the Stanley Cup. Canadian Jean Beliveau was awarded the Art Ross Trophy for the league's leading scorer. The Summer Olympics were a romp for the USSR that year, winning 98 medals, 37 of which were gold. And the Winter Olympics also were a big showing for the USSR as they picked up 16 medals overall, seven were gold. The TVs were aglow in 1956 with game shows like The Price is Right and To Tell the Truth, leaders in their group, and the Steve Allen Plymouth show debuted June 24th on NBC. I still enjoy his bits with amazing staff, among whom Louie Nye, he was my unsung hero, and Steve honored his mother, Belle Montrose, by giving her fun parts in skits, too. Comedy ran in that family. Tennessee Ernie Ford and Dinah Shore added music to the variety shows, and the Nat King Cole show was tops for me. What a voice. He could really play that piano, too. Theatrical offerings were appreciated, too, with the Kaiser Aluminum Hour and Chevron Hall of Stars. On the roads, 
Ford launched its Continental Mark II and Plymouth's Fury offered luxury to traveling the highways. Chevy's Corvette Supersport revved up the excitement and Ford released the third generation F-Series pickups and Oldsmobile launched us into the future with their golden rocket. The Rambler 6 and V6 teamed up from American Motors Corporation, and Studebaker had their Hawk series as well as the Transtar. Hey, the Volvo Amazon has been seen in so many spy movies, making them the most recognizable bad guy car of all time. <laughs> the old tube radios of 1956 were keeping his company with the Bell Telephone Hour and Our Miss Brooks with Eve Arden. CBS Radio Workshop brought drama to our lives. Elvis Presley rode high on the charts with Heartbreak Hotel and Don't Be Cruel. The Platters crooned My Prayer. Gogi Grant told of The Wayward Wind. And some playlist variety came from the instrumentals like Les Baxter's Poor People of Paris and Nelson Riddle's Lisbon Antigua. Just down the dial, we had some fun knocking at the green door with Jim Lowe. And rock and roll stayed strong with Gene Vincent's Bebopalula. Frankie Lyman and the teenagers singing Why Do Fools Fall in Love. Little Richard told us about Long Tall Sally, and Bill Haley and the Comets said goodbye with See You Later, Alligator. And with that, yeah, I can take a hint. So I'll wave a smile and goodbye and move on out. Thanks for sharing your time with me as we time travel to Memoryville. I'm your host, George Kurtz, with another invitation to you and your friends to come on by again to the living room. We'll have a ball. Best wishes. <laughs>